to go. There's Cullen. Burton to Cullen. Looking to throw it. Extra point is good. We are going to overtime. Seven twenty WGN. Hamp, OB, and Casado. Brad, but you owe me money. You owe the, me. You owe me money. No, I'll give you the money. I owe you money. The miracles have ceased for the Bears. Just before that, it's fourth down and the ball, he fumbles the ball on a pass rush, and the ball gets bounced right back to him. That's when I said, okay, here we go. They're definitely going to win this game. But lo and behold, niggy naggy, miracles ran out on you, buddy boy. Oh, boy. And folks, hey, listen, we uh, we know what this means. Uh it means, okay, enough of uh, maybe some other nonsense, OB, okay? Enough of uh, taking people lightly. Enough of, uh, you know, I wrote down uh, holidays, hubris, and the elements were the three reasons that we kind of came apart at the seams today. But you know what? You made a great point a little bit ago. Yeah, we've been very lucky. As you said, on third down, it was a strip sack, the ball fumbled, and guess what? It kicked, they kick it back to the quarterback to recover, so we live to fight again on fourth down. But you know what? You got to give this team credit. Everybody on this roster, they're scratching, they're clawing, they're playing their butts off. They want to win. And you know what? I know we're eight and four now. Nine and three. How pretty would a nine and three football team look going into next Sunday night? But I got to tell you, OB, it really wasn't the players. It wasn't the players. It was a bunch of questionable calls with the elements. And, uh, you know, sometimes you think you're smarter than you are, and we're going to talk a lot about that. Let's bring Kaz back in here as the Bears do lose to the Giants 30-27 to in overtime. Phone number is 312-981-7200. Incredible job by the Bears to get it to OT, uh, but they really just played their no, worst. But just one second before Glenn comes on on what you just said there. Yeah. Okay. An eight and three team played a three and eight team. Yeah. Okay. Giants were going nowhere. They've been killed all week, week after week after week. Okay. We're flying high. We haven't been this way in a long, long time. We should have went in there and destroyed that football team. And that just happens to be a fact. They should have beaten them, but the fact of the matter is they were down, well, they were down 10. To get it to overtime was an accomplishment. By the way, the Giants have won two of their last three for the record. Hey, but Mark, wait a second, Mark. Mark let yeah. me say this. We, we talked about it three weeks ago. David and his wife Ed, are with us. Take a deep breath. At halftime, folks, at halftime, the Bears had the ball. Now that's two 15-minute quarters, obviously 30 minutes. The Bears had the ball nine minutes and 18 seconds. More than the New York Giants. You hear me? Almost 10 minutes more. You know what the score of the game was at halftime? 14 to 10 Bears. You're talking about 24, 21, 28 minimum points. To have that amount of time with that amount of... of, of Time of possession. Time of possession. Folks, that's unheard of. And we're lucky. We're winning the game 14 to 10. And you tell me... That there's there's not, we don't have a, a, a maybe a slight problem with the coach. I know people say, "Oh, B, they're they're eight and three now. They're eight and four. They're winning. They are winning by miracles." Yeah, but well, let, let's ahead, let's guys. take it back one one more step here. Look, the Rams. Would we all agree? 
that the Rams are the Rams are New Orleans Saints are the signature team, but I think the Rams are more so than the Saints, and we're going to get to see them in two weeks. But the Rams are the leading rushing team in the National Football League, so they have balance. Balance is key to winning games. And the Bears had the lead because they ran the ball in the first half, Ed. And I know you hate hearing that, but that's the truth. And they didn't do it in the second half, and they got down. So there is, and I'm not saying, look, it is a passing league because the rules set up that way. But you have to run a, run the ball enough to allow the pass to be effective. And that's what the Rams do well. So if we're going to copy anybody, New Orleans is the uh, – you know, the uh, one that just does nothing but throw. Although, I take it back, New Orleans might be number two in the NFL in rushing, too, because they run the ball as well. So it still comes down to balance and having a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field and take shots down the field. And I, I, I think that's what we're frustrated about, right? We well, We had Jordan Howard going, but then we don't take any shots down the field. And Daniels, you know, he he's a backup quarterback. He is what he is. But he still still did enough. They just didn't give him enough uh, opportunities or plays to allow him to win this game. Yeah. And I'm talking about just straight straight from the uh, uh, OC, which is our head coach. Glenn, let me just jump in here, and then Dan, you got to get in here. The first you had mentioned about going downfield, and I say that so many times, I get tired of hearing myself say it. Okay, the first time we went downfield against a three and eight team, a three wins an eight-team loss, eight games lost, okay? It was exactly around 11.40 in the, in the third quarter before we threw the first ball down the field against a three-and-eight team that can't do anything. They have one football player, Barkley, who's absolutely super, and he came alive today. And Beckham's pretty good too. Let's let's don't diminish. All right, let's what give them two have. people you know, out of fifty three. Their, their line stinks. That's the problem. <laughs> the other fifty one. I mean, look, the second throw play of the game, the, the, he throws a pick six into the end zone. I mean, how can you have confidence that Chase Daniel can do anything? And you know what? And again, as as I think Kaz is trying to say, you know, we got to be able to run the ball and be able to hang our hat on it and not worry about this dink and dunk stuff. The second play that you bring up. That Ogle, uh, Ogletree uh, batted out of the air, caught, and returned 10 yards for an interception. By the way, Cos, why were we there at, at that position on the field? The hubris of taking the ball out of the end zone, the first two kickoffs of the game, we thought we were you know, real sharp, and we came out to watch the 15, and the second time after they right. scored on that pick six, the, you know, the batted ball re- returned for the touchdown, we, M- Mazel brings it out to the 10. See, that's hubris, folks. Don't be stupid. Don't think you, you got an S on your chest, you're going to run over everybody, and everything's always going to work out great. You need to have a little certain, uh, what would you call it? Uh, Intelligence? Uh, Humility. Humility and, and uh, playing intelligent football. Relevance about, okay, we're on the road. It's, it's a 40-degree it's a drizzle day. A lot of bad things is going to happen. Why do you want to accelerate it? Why do you want to bring the, the, the you know the ball out of the uh, of the the end zone and only get to the ten yard line? Why do you want to play into their hands? Because why? Unfortunately, you know when our coaches. Uh, oh, by the way, 
And you know what, folks? You know, we brought this up over the last four or five weeks about our coach wanting to go for two all the time. I didn't see him wanting to go for two there at the end of the game. Did you, Cos? <laughs> he should have because he could have won the game and not gone to overtime. That would have right? been unbelievable if he had gone for the win and gotten it. Or not gotten it. It would have been incredibly... Well, either way, but that takes, road, you that takes guts, road, not hubris. Guts. There's a difference. That's the rules in the NFL. Yeah, I, well... The, but you know what? To get the onside kick, they're, they're, up to that point, three out of 38 onside kicks had been successful, OB. And as you documented at the outset of this program, you know, a couple of things have to happen. The Giants are so poorly coached, they had no clue, and we got it. So we played it, you know, you know, everything we did, everything came up roses. But you know why? After our defense stopped them, punt, punt, interception, punt, 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 in the first half, they were still in it because we let them stay in it. Well, wait here, guys, whether you got Trubisky in there or Daniels in there. And again, not to talk in circles, nine minutes and 18 seconds more than our opponents the first half. And we're 14 points ahead. When we go in at halftime, you go back to game after game after game with this guy, Nagy. You okay? mean four, four points, 14 to 10. I mean, yeah. 14 to 10. We, 14 to 10 is exactly correct. Four points ahead, and we had the ball nine minutes and 18 seconds. Now, I, folks, you know, we could sit here and go, go back and forth all day. My God, there's certain things that are a, a common sense. And smart football in this game, you got to know the rules, you got to understand the rules, and when to work them. And this coach doesn't. And I'm going to tell you what, these kids on this field, both offensively and defensively, today they played their hearts out. They did. They played their hearts out, folks, and kudos to them. And I'm going to tell you what, and I'll go on record right now, you could tab this one right on Nagy's forehead. So the, are we are we pointing to the timeout Mark, more than anything else? Yes, yes, Mark, yes, yes, Mark, yes. Let me say this. Okay. Um, again, the Bears are going to win their division. They are going to have to face down either New Orleans or the Rams, and these are things. And, and Ed is a hundred percent correct, uh, Nagy. But these are things that we can fix. And the way this season is going, um. It's it's going to work out, and I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but the truth is, is that this is the first time that the Bears didn't win the turnover game. First time. So we played twelve games. This is the first time. Will we lose the game? So it tells you that we are a defensive oriented team, and what the what the offense really has to do is eliminate turnovers. That interception. What's the difference in the game? The pick six, right? Would everybody agree that pick six? And play number two is the difference in the ball game. Yeah, if, if they and yeah, go ahead. If they don't make that, the Bears win the game. So, my point is, they really have to. You know, Nagy has to take a step back and say, "Okay, what are we? How do we do this well? You got to run the football. Yeah, you, you got to have balance because the the teams that ultimately get to the Super Bowl have balance running." Passing, but you know it is a passing league. It's a hundred percent right. So you still got to pass more, but you got to run the ball, and then you just got to let your defense go out there and make plays and not turn the ball over and create touchdowns for the other team, and you'll be okay with this defense right now. And you know what? Um, as as tough as this loss is, 
I still feel encouraged about this team in spite of the fact that, you know what, everything we're saying, and Dan and Ed, and especially Ed, is correct, that we're, we're so <clears throat> misfiring on, on offense, but still we're right there. And we we just got to, you know, there's a couple things that they could adjust to, and hopefully he'll get it. He'll make the adjustments. But, um, you know, tough loss, but sometimes you need to lose. I've always said with, you know, the teams that I coached in high school, youth, everything else, it's a good loss because it wakes you up and says, okay, we're not, you know, we're not bulletproof. We can't be arrogant like you talked about, Dan, and we can't just assume we could beat everybody by just doing this, this, and this. And now you've got to be a little more innovative, and you've got to really be much more balanced on offense and not turn the ball over, and you're going to win games. I'm just telling you, that's, that's the key to success for this team this year. Well, you know, we, we were number one in the league, plus 14 a turnover takeaway. It was about time the, the pendulum swung back. Unfortunately, it was today we were minus two. Hello, one more thing, Martin. Yeah. This, this wasn't a good loss for the Bears. I'll tell you what, the guys that had money on the game, I don't think it's a good loss. It, no <laughs> doubt about it. All right, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Giants beat the Bears 30-27 to in overtime. The Bears are 8-4. and four. The Rams are here on Sunday night. Then it's Green Bay, San Francisco on the road, and Minnesota on the road. Four games to go in the season. 312-981-7200. How much of this is on the head coach today? Feel free to weigh in. Or whatever else you think was the main problem today. And OB... We have all had dreams growing up of seeing our name in lights on the marquee of the Chicago Theater. I know that you have had that dream over there, even written out in the stars in the night sky. Even though the stars won't actually spell out your name, OB, we have a product that can fulfill these dreams. The 2019, I'm going to get you one, Chicago Personalized Calendars. They're back and they're available now at WGNRadio.com. They're made to order with any name you choose, artistically incorporated into Chicago's legendary scenes as, it was, as if it was part of of an actual photograph. It's produced by our friends at 2Ks. These new calendars will help you stay organized as well as give you a sense of awe. Give this thoughtful gift that lasts year-long. And best yet, you can remind someone, OB, how much they mean to you while they use it every day. To order yours, get it for Ann. Visit WGNRadio.com and scroll to the features. Get it for Gigi. Check out how you can become a part of Chicago. I just like to uh, one one uh, one yeah. other thing. And just, <laughs> and, uh, well, just yeah, just one other thing. Yeah, uh, I just I was up in in Michigan, and, and believe me, we have a ton of fans in Southern Michigan. I mean, a ton. Uh-huh. So just the Brett and Rhonda Subecki that own Skip's Restaurant and Catering right in New Buffalo. They're great Bear fans, and by the way. All he does, Brett, he just listens to WGN all day long. What about Rhonda? Preparing, huh? What about Rhonda? Half the day. Half the day. Half the day. (laughs) But to you guys, thank you. We love you. To the Oselka family, all the people. Adam, you guys are just absolutely great fans. We love you, and thank you for listening to our show. Adam, you're awesome. It's the Bears. It's Hampo B with Kaz on 720 WGN. This is the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 720 WGN 
7,200 is the phone number here as the Bears lose to the Giants. 30-27, to 27, the Bears are 8-4. and four. Hamp, OB, and Kaz were presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. So, all right. You hey, can, by the way, Mark. Yes, Kaz. I was assuming that, uh, I guess I was saying in two weeks, I knew, I just, I guess I was thinking Thanksgiving was this weekend, so I do apologize, but we got the Rams coming up. Yeah, we, 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 we got the Rams Sunday night, and that's, uh, I, you guys are all, everyone seems to be confident that the Vikings are going to lose tonight to the Patriots, and they'll be 6-5, and five and the Bears are fine at 8-4, and four and all that, but I mean, I, to me, like... You you you've got a guy now in Mitchell Trubisky who's been out for two weeks has to come back. We don't know how his shoulder is. I think it's probably fine. But did you see him throwing the ball this morning in warmups? I thought he looked good, right? Yeah, he looked good. So I I think this was a, a deal where again arrogance. Oh, we'll give him a couple extra weeks. They did it with uh, Khalil Mack, and it hurt him today. That's all. And, and there's no question that. Uh... Chase Daniels was uh, very good on Thanksgiving, not so good today. Uh, would Trubisky have been the difference in us winning? I don't know. But, you know, it is, uh, it's, it, to me, it's alarming that uh, an injury that was not reported two weeks ago has taken him out for two games. That was running the football, Dan. We all know why that happened. And we talk about because it every week. when you run the damn ball, you're going to get hurt. We yeah, all know that. You're going to get hit. Yep. And, and see, people don't understand that. A running back is, is designed to hold the ball and take blows. He lifts weights. Right? A quarterback's designed to get rid of the ball, throwing it, right? It's essentially, that's his job. Throwing, getting me. He, he's not built to hold the ball, run, and, and sooner or later, he's going to take blows that'll, you know, put him out. Chase Daniel numbers today 26 of 39, 285 yards, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions. He was sacked five times. And I just thought he tried to make plays a, when he and absolutely should have. Pick six, though, too. And, and, that in, because that's the difference in the game. Yeah, pick six. One touchdown, two. Stupid pick six. And, and he really should have been picked off more times. And the, and the Bears picked off Eli once. They could have picked him off, I'd, I'd say, five times, maybe maybe more. It was, he was, he was terrible. You can't win the game every week, Mark. It's just, you know, I mean, look, it's going to happen where the defense – uh, just can't carry the load. And that's where you need guys to be smart on offense and throw the ball and make intelligent decisions. And it didn't happen today, and that's why they lost. Let's, Simple. Let's do the Marconi play we relish, which is brought to you by Marconi Jardinera. You can put it on everything, relish all your meals, because Marconi makes it better. Hampo, anything stick out for you? It would have to be the double reverse throwback drag for the tying <laughs> touchdown and extra point to put us into overtime. That was unbelievable. It was. It was an amazing play. That was with three seconds to go in overtime if you're just joining us. Uh, the Bears no, before overtime. Three and se- a great uh, call by Nagy. One of the good calls or great calls you make today. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Three seconds to go in regulation to send it into overtime. That was just... Uh, a incredibly a creative play. Wait a minute. Was yes. that before or after our quarterback threw the ball six feet over our receiver's head <laughs> in the end zone? After and 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 the referee calls interference. Hey, Christmas the ball every day for the is totally and completely. Will Chamberlain couldn't have caught the ball. <laughs> well, that we obviously is, had a guy that could jump. 
10 feet, 11 inches. The point, folks, the you can't. That ball was uncatchable. That's why they had that rule. I mean, come on. I love it. But Jamar that, that's the magic of this year. Let's just let's embrace it and run with it. With Wilt is still standing on his shoulders, he couldn't have caught it. You, you, you're, everything you're saying is correct, and also that that was there was a ton of contact on the play. It was it was it was bad defense that shouldn't have been called. But you should you, that was they all the contact you want. That ball's uncatchable. That nullifies everything. Call it what it was. It was a Christmas <laughs> gift given to the Giants. You got it. Day after day. Or to the Bears. That's amazing. B.W. Webb, 5'11", 188 pounds, was climbing on his shoulders like it was a jungle gym outside. He was, it was, it was he like... It was, was not. Yes. Come on, Mark. I mean, the bottom line is, let's let's embrace what, what's happening. And if you're a Bear fan, <laughs> love it because we continue to have the magic. That's all. But that there's no question about it. But the other the other side is another side to that coin too. It's these kids. I'm telling you, these guys have have uh, even when they started out the season, a lot of them got gassed. They weren't in shape, and and but I'll tell you what, I t- I tip my hats to these players. They're out there giving their all, their 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 best every play, and so kudos to the players. But to Nagy and your staff today, let me tell you something, pal. If there wasn't one to put on your forehead today, today is yours, buddy. You own it. Kazi, we'll talk to you next week. I can't wait for it because everything that was said today is true. But in spite of all that, the Bears are going to continue to drive forward. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we have a uh, – we play well against the Rams or we beat the Rams. And, and it's it's – Possible. That's the crazy part because, as Ed said, there's magic in the air. That's yes, it. All right. Kazi, we'll see you next week. Peace. Glenn Kozlowski. You know is... what, Mark? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it against it. Even if we play the Rams, who are super-duper, the Saints are super-duper, I'm going to tell you something. The way things are going with this magical year and with this defense, we're going to have a chance against them, whether the game's here there or wherever the hell it's going to be, we're going to have a chance. So, but you okay? We're, I want to talk about the magical year coming back here. We'll we'll get into that a little bit, and I also want to say thank you to Bartolini's Restaurant Catering and Banquets, family owned and operated since 1995, home of the Bartolini ten pound meatball sandwich challenge. It's been featured on the Travel Channel, Food Network, German Television as well. Bartolini's one four four two zero South Pulaski in Midlothian seven zero eight three nine six two three. Three three. Get you into news, and we'll take your calls coming back here. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Who was at fault today as the Bears lose to the Giants thirty to twenty seven? And are you still confident that Atlanta will see the Bears in the Super Bowl come early February? The show is planning a trip down there. Ob, I've already got your hotel I'm room. Tell you something. I I I never thought they would because I figure this stuff's got to stop week after week. It's I mean all these bounces, interception, balls flying up. This has got to stop, and it hasn't. That's why I got your room at the Hyatt Regency down there. It's going to be, be there. All right, three one two nine eight one seven. Pick up the check. Yeah, I, I got you, Obi. I'm penthouse. I'm just yeah. overflowing in dough over here. All right, seven twenty WGN. Touchdown Bears! Chicago Bears conversation is here. The Hamp and Ob Show with Cause, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty. 
WGN Hamp will be with Kaz with you till 5.30 today in advance of Blackhawks Hockey. 312-981-7200. That's the phone number. Giants beat the Bears 30-27 to in overtime. The Bears are 8-4. and Let's do the Muller game-changing moment, which is sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Hampo, who do you got? Well, and, you know, our, our dear friend, Mr. Obradovich, has aptly pointed out that a lot of times uh, the hubris that is exuded by our head coach kind of sooner or later is going to come back and bite him, and it, it did. Uh, the game-changing moment was when we had a 14-7 to lead, basically <laughs> in control of the game. The, the clock was winding down. The Giants were content just to squat on it and go in at halftime, down a touchdown, and he calls a timeout. And so... What happens? Well, the unthinkable. Saquon Barkley comes up with an amazing run that puts him in a fourth and one with virtually no time left. They convert it and get them in a position where they can kick a 52-yard field goal that changes the entire dynamic of the game, momentum, all those things. Instead of going in 14-7, now we're only up 14-10. And the, uh, the, uh, the Giants come out and have two unanswered touchdowns to start the second half. And that's when it all changed. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Mike Muller, it's your fault. Okay? Yeah, you're the one with the game-changing <laughs> moment. Yeah, Mike Muller, you're the culprit. <laughs> it was it, and it was unbelievable. The, the kick was 57 yards from Eldrick Rosas with, uh, at, as time expired to go into the locker room. And it... I didn't understand just what his mindset was. He, was he his concept was that they were going to block the punt? Is that what he was thinking, or he's going to turn Chase Daniel loose and all of a sudden they were going to go back down the field? I mean, I don't even know why you would be aggressive. Like what? What possibly was his motivation to do it? It's a twofold thing. Number one, he thinks Tariq Cohen can make something special happen if he could force a punt, make them have to kick it, or we could go for the block. Either way. They uh, they kind of swelled up and stuck it to us, and uh, again, that was the moment that everything changed. So he doesn't Here, under- hold a second, yeah. Mark. Here, let, let me jump ahead of that dumb, stupid call. Again, I'm gonna I, you folks. There's certain things we hit the first half of this game. We've had the ball for over nine minutes. Longer and we than walk in at ha- nine minutes and eighteen seconds, and we walk in at halftime, and we're leading fourteen to ten against a three and eight team who's a joke. Are you kidding me? And then he fouls it up with a mistake. We should have buried this team. We should have owned this game from the first second, from the first kickoff. But somehow, I'm going to tell you, you know, it's going to come up. It's going to bite you. It bit us now. I just hope it just stops. Because again, I just I, I tell you what this this game was so infuriating to me because of him with his calls and his trickery and deceit little calls that he tries to make the other team look like fools and the other coaches look like fools. Tell you what, Nagy, keep it up, buddy boy. Chase Daniel though threw two picks in that first half. Ob, I mean the first half lead is really on him, right? He gave him a touchdown. He threw another pick when they were driving two two interceptions for Alec Ogletree. One, the second one was an incredible catch, but the first one he threw it right to him. I to me, like the first half, I'm looking at him now. The way they ended the first half was horrendous. Why would you call a timeout? Makes no sense. But I, to, if if Trubisky's playing, that that first play is not happening. Okay, that's your point of view. Let me give you my, my point of view. Okay. Heard of the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. We beat the Minnesota Vikings, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Our top-notch quarterback? Yeah. 
Our spot-on passer, he couldn't miss a receiver. No matter what in 50-mile-an-hour winds, he's so great. Mr. Accuracy. He was 30. He threw 31 passes, misfired on 11 of them, hit on 20, and he passed against the Vikings for a total of 160 yards, and we won that football game. And you're going to talk about Chase Daniels throwing two interceptions. How many interceptions has Trubisky thrown? How many has he thrown in the end zone? You hear what I'm telling you? We had a win. He threw for 160 yards. Right, and that's the but. So that's the whole thing. That's all, my answer to you. But all they had to do was just not turn it over. Like the all this guy, this guy wasn't just atrocious. That's all. Any team, any quarterback, any running back don't turn the ball over. Right. That's number one. But it happens. It does. And we fumbled the ball six times today. We only lost one. <laughs> we fumbled six fumbles today. We only lost one. But again, though the pick six interception on the second play. All those things, they start to come back on you if you do not play in an in, in intelligent fashion. And you know what? When you got a, 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 a squirming dog down like the Giants, and they were looking for they. Do you know that we had five first downs on penalties because of the Giants being so inept and stupid that, you know, they kept shooting themselves in the foot? But ultimately, you have a day like this. To be able to find a way to win would have been amazing. But as you said, OB, a lot of things happen when you start thinking you're better and smarter than everybody else. That's right. Whether it was Trubisky or Daniels today, it didn't make any difference. And again, the bottom line, they should have taken apart the New York Giants. Taken this team apart. We have the best defense in the National Football League, in my opinion. This never should have been close game. Never should have been a contest. For the record, the uh, handoff to Akeem Hicks uh, after the game, Matt Nagy told reporters that it's called Freezer Left in, in homage to uh, William Perry, the fridge. Well, Freezer I'm Left. Te- well, I'm going to tell you what. That, isn't that cute? Isn't those cute little words? Freezer in Left. In honor of the fridge, in honor of this, in honor of that. What do you think Pat Schumer and their coaching staff saying about Nagy and our staff? Guess what? We stuck it up their nose. They Make won't. no mistake about that either. And that's the way it blows, folks. I'm telling you. You know, early in the game, we had the counter OT going with Jordan Howard running for big gashes, and then it disappears. Second half, we fall apart. I've got some stats here we'll talk about after we get to the calls. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get your calls coming right on back here. 312-981-7200. If you're on hold, we will get to you. Make Sundays your official night to tour the city. Watch Chicago's Best at 10 p.m. And you can stick around for the latest in shopping, entertainment, and events on See Chicago at 10 10.30 p.m. on WGN-TV. Stay, hang in there, callers. We'll, I guarantee you, right? As soon as we come back, right to you. Bears lose to the Giants 30-27 to in overtime. This is Hampel B and Kaz on 720 WGN. This is the Hampel OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Giants 30, Bears 27. The Bears moving on to the Los Angeles Rams Sunday night at Soldier Field. Next week we have a special pregame show for you, 3 to 4.30, and then we'll be on after the game right around 10.30 until midnight. Let's do the defensive star of this game, which is brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hampo, your defensive star? Well, and you know what? All year long, it seems like he gets better and better, and now that the weather's changed and he doesn't you know, gas out, Akeem Hicks, 
Not only did he score a touchdown, but he had six tackles, a sack. He had two quarterback hits, two forced fumbles. The guy was all over the field. And you know what? As we said, OB, this game, those guys were playing hard. A lot of times a good team, they'll go in and everybody's going through the motions and they get beat. Not this guy. He brought it today. Khalil Mack was all over the place, too. They, and, and they, there's a couple missed tackles, by the way, late, right? Eddie Jackson missed one that that's kind of stood out. But uh, stat-wise today, as far as the defense goes, they were led in tackles by Danny Trevathian with 10. Roquan Smith had 10. Akeem with six tackles, all solo, and he had a sack as well. One you know tackle what, Mark, for us. One of the things, uh, you know, late in the, in the game, again, Nagy goes to his trick offense, and you see uh, Eddie Jackson in our backfield. He's playing in the slot. That was weird. Okay? And he puts him in motion. Now that's the second time, second game I've seen, or maybe the third game. You know what? You can't subject somebody to something like that. You've got a defensive-minded kid that's basically all he's played his whole life. Now you want to put him over on offense? You mean to tell me we don't have enough receivers? We don't have enough quality people, running backs, receivers, to put somebody in there? God forbid Eddie Jackson didn't get cranked and, and you can get a knee blowout real quick doing playing that flanker position. It happens a lot. Now, why he's out there, Nagy puts him in there, I have no idea. We have running backs. We have enough receivers. We have five in, five tight ends on this football team. And I, you're going to put a defensive safety in at a slot and I, let him play offense? I agree with you. I also would say the same thing about Akeem Hicks, who showed up on the injury report this week with an Achilles injury. Now you want a guy who's battling that? You want him carrying the football? It's pretty, it's pretty risky. Either that or was it the truth? Yeah. Well, that's One uh, or the other. I suppose. All right, John in Fox Lake, welcome to 720 WGN. Let's get some calls in here. Go ahead, John. <clears throat> well, Ed just took, took everything I was about to say, but basically I was calling in because I love Tariq Cohen, what he brings to the table. And all he does, and I want him just to keep on going. But my God, is he the only player on offense that we got? Why cannot we use the tight ends that we have? Why can't the other receivers get open? Why? Why is the ball always going to Cohen? Is he because he's that much of a playmaker? Or are we just falling too much in love with the guy? Because the the ball and again, you know, the kid's making plays. He's doing his thing, and I'm not going to knock him. But at five six, five seven. Talk about a guy that's one hit away. I mean, we got to find other players that are on the offensive roster, not guys from defense coming in making offensive plays. I just, it, I, I'm just beside myself. I got you, John. Sorry, I just clipped you there. But I, let those respond. John, my my answer, my response to you, I could say a lot of things. You know, why isn't there somebody else? Anybody else over there? We got five tight ends. Five, five tight ends on this 53 man squad. Somebody tell me why. Somebody tell me why and make logical sense to me about five tight ends. Well, there's no question that Matt Nagy is is taken with the explosive talents of Tariq Cohen. And here's what happens. A normal defense, you've got two corners and then a nickelback. And then if there's another safety brought in, well, most of the time... If Tariq Cohen starts in the backfield, then you have to have somebody in the box to account for him. He has, and most of the time, they'll want it to be a safety or one of their speed linebackers. But the point is, he creates matchups where he can run by pretty much everybody today. He was running by the Giants' corners on that wheel route where he made three huge plays down the sidelines. Today he had 12 catches on 14 targets, 156 yards. The guy was almost unstoppable. But here's the problem. 
Sooner or later, somebody's going to catch him because you keep throwing him out there. It's like a dog on the freeway. He's going to get hit sooner or later. Oh, there's no, it's going to happen. It's the same thing with Mitch Trubisky. You're going to run, run, run. You're going to run, run, run. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get hit, hit, hit. And one time you're not going to get up. He came close to it. Tariq Cohn, my God, he's such a small guy. And, you know, and, and, and he's, and, and he does, he's, he's, he's really a threat. I mean, the quickness, I mean, boom, bang, he's gone, whatever have you. But my God, you mean to tell me why? As a matter of fact, now going back to this, what the hell is Eddie Jackson, Nagy, even thinking about putting this kid on offense, putting him in the slot? We got five tight ends. How about three and let's get two more receivers and put them in a slot? How's about that, Nagy? You ever, that ever crossed your mind? Three one. Leave Eddie Jackson. Be the safety, the good, great safety that he is. Quit taking it away and putting that kid in harm's way. You got five tight ends. Get rid of half of them. Get a couple receivers and put them in there, you knucklehead. Well, one guy that he does use a lot that I can't quite figure out is Taquan Mizell. Like, Jordan Howard will run for 10 yards, 12 yards, whatever, and then all of a sudden, right out of the game, and then here's Taquan Mizell. And you can tell by the expression on Jordan Howard's face that he's not happy about it, but here's the thing. Mazel has, he's, he's like a hybrid between Jordan Howard has more power than Cohen, but he still has that slashing quickness that Cohen has. And he, and I'm telling you, he is, he is taken with speed. He wants more and more explosive talent on the field because, come on guys, we don't have Tom Brady at quarterback. He's trying to make it up somewhere else. 312-981-7200. Don in Niles. Welcome to 720 WGN. Hey, how are you doing, guys? All right, Don. Uh, go Bears. Uh, real quick, uh, you know, Hampton OB, I know you guys uh, played when men were men, and, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I value your opinion, but uh, I really think Mitch Trubisky should have been the guy today. I, I think that, you know, Jeff, you know, uh, Josh Daniels is a great backup quarterback, and he could have done – you know, better today, and he knows the offense. But you know, net you can't you you can't uh, obstruct natural talent. All right, and, Don, appreciate you, Chase Daniel, not yeah, Josh Daniels, who's a coach. But I, we got you. Go yeah, ahead. But you know, there's there's a couple answers I could give you. One of them, it's football. You know, you got eleven guys out there. You play sixteen games. It's a very violent game, and and things are going to happen. And you got to have plugins. You got to have people that step in. If it's a defensive tackle, a tight end, a strong safety, a cornerback, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. A center, you got to have people ready to go. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. It's it's hard to it know. May not be the answer you want, but, the, but the, that's the way it goes. But you know, guess what? Uh, the interception thrown by Chase Daniel today was the first one in the first quarter of the entire year. Trubisky has been very good early in games, and it seems to me that the further we go into the game, the more we go where the adjustments on the defensive side are being made, and the further and further our quarterbacks get away from Nagy's training wheel offense is when we start having more and more problems. Except for today, we've been pretty good, especially in the first half. Well, we're going to have Adam Hogue after the 430 news here. But, like, look, and we'll take your calls as well, 312-981-7200. But the biggest thing to, for me with Trubisky, if the Bears are actually going to pull off the ultimate here and, and go deep into the playoffs, he's going to have to have a stupendous performance, right? 
and now he's missed yeah. two. He's right, and, and now he's missed two games, and now you got to bring him back in. This is a guy that needs more reps, not less. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that's coming in in crunch time. Now is the time. We're playing against crunch teams, by the way. Okay? The Vikings coming up. The Rams coming up. Tell you what, guys. Saddle up. Yep, yep, yep. All right, thank you to our friends at Bartolini's. How was the food today, Hampo? It was fantastic. As always, it's always better and better each and every week. Yeah, check them out. Bartolini's in Midlothian. News is next. Adam Ho coming up. Your calls as well. Bears lose to the Giants 30-27. to This is Hampo and OB with Kaz on 720 WGN. This is the Hampton OB Show with Cause, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Giants 30, Bears 27. Bears' five-game win streak is over as uh, they will now have to regroup and get ready for the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. Yes, Obi, what are you smiling at? I so when you said the score there, again, place I go to in Palatine at breakfast all the time, they asked me, what do you think? I said, that's impossible. They can't lose to this team. This team is god-awful. They don't even have a quarterback, let alone a football team. They can't lose. So you'll cost people money today again is what yeah, you're saying? Another place I'm barred from. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the Bears, 8-4, 12 games played, 8-4. and four. Every time we hold the opponent to 24 points or less, we win. Today, we lost again, 27-24. Just for the record here, <clears throat> Mr. Obradovich, as we bring in Adam Hogue, uh, let's just go back through the schedule real quick here. Would, would we all agree that the Bears should have won the Green Bay game? Right? Up 20 to nothing? Coulda, coulda, shoulda. Let's not go there. You know better than to do that. If you win the game, you win the game. If you lose the damn game, you lose it. Should have been the Dolphins. Should have been. The reality (laughs) is that that, that's how all losses in the NFL usually feel. I mean, unless you're getting blown out. If you're a good team that loses a football game, which I think the Bears are, you feel like you beat yourself. It happened again today. Should be 12 0. 11 1 at worst. That's my point. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hi, guys. Exactly. Oh. What is it that you're drinking or smoking, kid? Uh, you got me the yeah. Crown Royal Reserve. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you so much. You're welcome. Uh, who's your you, – you blaming Matt Nagy number one for today, Adam? Uh, I have a lot of problems with uh, a lot of things that happened today, starting with the fact that Mitch Trubisky didn't play. I would have played him. If he could have thrown a ball on Friday, and he was certainly out there before the game throwing the ball – I was asked earlier in the week if he practices Friday and is close to you know being able to go and give you something on game day, do you play him? And I said under that circumstance, I would. And I think they would have won easily if they had their starting quarterback today. Chase hey, Daniel just wasn't that good. Adam, uh, let me ask you a question. I, it, it, today, you know, rules change from year to year. I know that when you go, when you have an injury, you can't play. Obviously, you report it to the league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is it still a rule that I mean, because he was on injury, doesn't he have to get clearance to play? Number one, and that's the only thing that really counts. Is the doctors okay to play? Isn't yeah, that? I mean, well, and I guess that's the thing. All right? We don't technically know if the doctors were were not clearing him. He was cleared to throw. We know that. We saw him throwing. Uh, the the you know, it's possible that the doctors said no. He still cannot play. So, I, I, we don't know for sure. 
What I do know is that the way the Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack situation was handled a few weeks ago, it certainly seemed like they could have played that second game they were held out. They were full go on Wednesday. And so let's see how the next few days go. But if Mitch Trubisky is full go on Wednesday, I'm going to feel even stronger about the idea that I think he should have played in this game today against the Giants. But Nagy was adamant in press conferences this week, now they're press conferences and he doesn't have to tell the truth, that they weren't looking ahead to the Rams, that they wouldn't do that, that you'd get yourself in trouble if you operated like that. So, in my mind, he's got... He can't be healthy in my mind if he's saying that. Uh, that's if you believe him. Right. <laughs> and I said all week, I'm not sure I totally buy that. Uh, yeah. You know, they... They sat him out against uh, Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack. They sat him out against the Jets and the Bills. They were back for the Patriots. You know, it's it, – it, I, I don't know that I completely – or I'm sorry, they were back for the Lions. I reversed the schedule there a little bit. But they were back for those NFC North games. I uh, I don't know that I completely buy that. Okay, anyway, Nagy, too, today in the game. I'll give him the final three minutes of regulation. I thought he coached brilliantly those last three minutes and got to help them get back in the game. Otherwise – uh, the timeout at the end of the second quarter. There's just no logic to it at all. For one, the whistle blew with 46 seconds left. So if you're going to call a timeout, you call it right away. You don't let the clock run down to 17 and then call it. He said in his post-game press conference that they were looking to run a, a pump block. And they had some kind of pump block they liked that they were going to try to get on there. And, and I mean, when, when have we seen them almost block a pump this year? And that, that, that seems you know questionable at best. There was a a seven-second difference between the play clock and the game clock, so it's not like the clock would have been run all the way down to zero, but the Giants clearly were letting the clock run out, and they were happy to go to the locker room. Uh, I, I just went back and watched the TV broadcast, and Kevin Burkhart, the play-by-play guy, said uh, to Charles Davis, as Matt Nagy's calling timeout, he goes, it feels like a 40-point game, doesn't it? Because that's how it felt. The Bears had all the momentum in the world, and then they get the big play on third down, then they get the field goal, uh, and all of a sudden, from that point on, the Giants played inspired the rest of the game. And I'll tell you another problem I had with Matt Nagy, because Jordan Howard, 13 carries for 68 yards in the first half. That's a 5.2 yards per carry average. That's by far the best we've seen him run the football at any point this season. He gets three carries the rest of the game. One of those was in overtime. I, I just don't get it. Where did the running game go in the second half? And you know what? And, and it wasn't just the actual carries. It was the style of play. Did you notice it was a lot of counter and counter OTs, yeah. which were very effective against the Giants because they're undisciplined you know, mess. And yet... We, we go away from it, and I made the point earlier that you know the only interception we've thrown all year in, in the first quarter was the one today. And yet, you know, you would think week after week after week we should be building leads, building you know insurmountable comeback leads, and yet here, and, and we already made the turning point of the game, the uh, idiotic timeout by Nagy. Well, and guys, I, I figured in a game where the weather wasn't good, where you're going with your backup quarterback, that they, the running the football has been a problem for this team all year, but I figured they'd come out trying to do it. That's what they did. And they Jordan were successful. Howard, and they were successful. So that's my point. I mean, if you had told me that Jordan Howard would have 13 carries for 68 yards at halftime, I would have said they're going to pound the rock the rest of the game and come out of there with a victory. It may not be pretty, but they're going to come out of there with a victory. And instead, they didn't give him the ball in the second half. There's no explanation for it. Let's do the uh, injury report, which is brought to you by the Mancini Law Group. One law firm, one promise. Maximum justice, maximum results. By the way, throw into that 
formula that Chase Daniel had two awful picks in the first half. Uh, well, how do we look injury-wise, Adam? I believe clean. Yeah. I, I think they were clean today. Okay, so that's that's one good news out of the yeah. out of the whole scene. Can you explain what happened with Anthony Miller today? He was he had one catch for one yard. He was targeted one time, or two times rather. He had one. Well, he caught the touchdown to tie the game. Right, but I mean, he, the guy was. I mean, I I didn't even see him out there, and then he had one ball go through his arms too, which which would have yeah. which was a huge play. But normally, I mean, come on, targeted twice. Yeah, I don't know. Um... I, I think that that probably I would put most of I'd have to go back and look at the tape to see if he was open or not. Uh, he tends to do a good job of getting open. So I'm going to guess that that has a lot to do with the, the quarterback. Um, you know, Chase Daniel just didn't really look comfortable today. He was under duress a lot. He should have thrown the ball away multiple times when he just like sort of kept it, it, kept the ball and went down or tried to run. I don't know. So nothing was really in sync offensively in the passing game today. So I, I don't know why Anthony Miller wasn't all that involved, but I, I think a lot of it had to do with the quarterback. And what about, uh, and, and again, you know, we, we obviously heard that it was a, Homage to uh, Refrigerator Perry, him putting Akeem Hicks in. But if we're so worried about coddling uh, the quarterback and he can throw the ball on Friday, but yet we can't play him, but Akeem Hicks doesn't practice all week because of an inflamed Achilles, and yet not only do we expect him to play, now we got him on offense and Eddie Jackson running uh, motion on offense on the goal line. What's going on here? That's a phenomenal point, Dan. It is. It is a good point. I don't know. I mean, Hakeem Hicks is obviously a veteran who's been around, who probably deserves some off days here and there. Um, I know that sore Achilles is something he's dealt with and played through before, so I never was all that worried about it. But it's a good point. If he's playing and getting, you know, getting snaps on offense, again, I go back to look. If if the, if, we, if it comes, if they're going to be adamant that the doctors did not clear Trubisky and it was out of Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's hands. I'm just not sure I completely buy that cuz he but but if that's the case then fine. He didn't play and and I'll go along with it. But if there was any chance that that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy could have put him out there today, I think it's totally fair to question why Mitch Trubisky wasn't playing. I mean the look on Trubisky's face it seemed like he was in agony that he wasn't playing. Yeah. Right? I mean that's that I thought that was clear as day. But on the other hand, I'm tempted to give him a pass saying, look, the guy's got a long career in front of him. If he's not healthy, it's not just, A, you do have a cushion. B, you want this guy for 10 years, not for tomorrow or today. And I tweeted this at halftime. I do understand the lot. There is logic with sitting him out one more week. You're expecting your defense to dominate again. And if Chase Daniel plays like he did against the Lions, you probably come out with a victory, which is, I'm sure, what their expectation was today. He did not play like he did last week. He played a lot worse. And he made mistakes, and the, the offense was out of sync. I'll give him credit for making some throws down the stretch, but really dropping snaps in overtime, they weren't great snaps. By the way, that's another problem that's coming up again with Cody Whitehair, but they were still snaps that you expect your quarterback to catch. It just uh, it wasn't good. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Adam, you want to take some calls with us? Sure. All right, hang on here. Let's get some people in here. John in Westmont, welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, I'm calling to uh, say Hamp in 85. I loved your brother, OB. I mentioned Serby Hall back in the day. I'm an old man. I don't understand 18 seconds. Following two major sacks, we nailed them. Then they come back and they have that clod kick a field goal. So I don't know. I'm an old man. <laughs> You're not that old. Great call, John. Appreciate it. You're not old either, exactly. You sound incredibly youthful. Anybody want to try to explain the thought process? 
again, Adam, and my only thought would be the hubris that obviously Matt Nagy has, you know, carried in through a lot of these games, you know, going for two against the Vikings and, and you know, all this stuff. Well, he was thinking, oh, I, I want to force them to have to punt to Tariq Cohen or we're going to do, we're going to, you know, reinvent the wheel and actually block a kick for the first time in five years. Well, and that's the thing. Tariq Cohen's been a pretty good punt returner this year, but he doesn't have a touchdown. You haven't blocked a punt all season. It, it just, unless there's some special play there that we just haven't seen. And oh, by the way, Sharik, uh, Sherrick McManus out. wasn't out there today. Benny Cunningham wasn't out there today. So you're down special teamers. I just, I, I, I don't get, by the way, the punt would have been probably within your 20, 15 yard line backed up at your own end zone anyway from where the Giants were on the field. It's not like you were going to catch it at the 45 or 50 and have a chance and, and throw one ball for a field goal or anything like that. It just didn't seem to be much logic there. And again, you could have called it with 46 seconds. He let the clock run down to 17 before he called it. Which is, we've, we've had this conversation many times. Head coaches should have one guy who sits there and his job, he can be up in the booth, is clock management guy. He understands math. Clearly Matt Nagy. Never got a degree in algebra, calculus, geometry, or anything of the uh, or pro football clock management. You, you need that guy on your staff, and and very few teams seem to have it ma- mastered. The Bears aren't the only one. Well, they do have they do have that guy, but but who is he? But I think what happened, I, I think what happened though, is that they're having conversations as that clock's ticking down, and, and so this is, it's probably Chris Tabor. Uh, the special teams coordinator saying, okay, we could run this if we want to. Let's call timeout. And meanwhile, the clock is running down that entire time. So I think what you're seeing is it's a rookie head coach who just hasn't been through all these processes before. And unfortunately, in that situation, I, I it's not the reason why they lost, but it's no doubt the turning point in the game. Right. All right. 312-981-7200, the phone number. Let's take a quick timeout. Hamp, OB, and Kaz, along with uh, up till 530. Oh, I got a live read. Okay, right now. Here we go, team. Uh, by now, Illinois residents are largely familiar with the enforcement action against Sturagenics International's Willowbrook facility, which both federal and state authorities have determined is emitting significant amounts of cancer-causing ethylene oxide gas. Now, a recent investigation by the Chicago Tribune found that two Lake County facilities are also releasing the same cancer-causing gas. Medline Industries in Waukegan and Vantage Specialty Chemicals in Gurnee, uh, attorneys at the GWC law firm, are currently investigating on behalf of people who live or work near these facilities in Waukegan and Gurnee. So if you live or work near Medline Industries in Waukegan or Vantage Specialty Chemicals in Gurnee and have been diagnosed with cancer that may be linked to the carcinogenic gas ethylene oxide, contact GWC immediately. They have a proven track record of success against environmental polluters. GWC can help those who may have developed cancer caused by exposure to ethylene oxide emissions from these facilities. Schedule your free consultation now. Obtain the justice you deserve. Call 312-999-9999 or visit justicestartstoday.com. GWC, justicestartstoday.com. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. For Aldrich Rosas, his career long is 53, but again, he was good from 61-plus in pregame. This could make the Bears time out. This has the distance in it. What a wild ending to the half, and that Bears timeout came back to bite him. 
Sure did. They made it 14-10. Bears go on to somehow lose to the New York Giants today, 30-27. The Giants are 4-8. and eight. The Bears are 8-4. and four. Adam Hoke sticking around with us till the top of the hour. Uh, your phone calls welcome as well, 312-981-7200. OB's making a telephone call, which is always uh, amazing. Uh, Adam, where, where to from here as far as the Bears getting ready for the Rams? I've seen Matt Nagy saying after the game uh, that the Bears need to play better and coach better. Yeah, you know, the only thing that has me concerned big picture-wise at all is just, the, again, the defense. If you go back to all four losses, the defense has, hasn't been terrible. I mean, there was, I, I think they actually were terrible against Miami. But just missed key tackles at times and been somewhat sloppy, just not as sharp as they usually have. Uh, and, and so... Will they be dominant next weekend, Sunday night, against the Rams? Uh, that's the only thing that I guess has me concerned. If Trubisky's back, I think the offense will be better. And certainly, I still think they're a good team that, that will have a chance to beat the Rams next week at Soldier Field. Hey, before we get back to the calls, I, you know, OB and I were talking about an article this week where Trubisky came out and said, Oh, yeah, I kept seeing all the guys on the sideline looking at me like, oh, there's our leader. Oh, there's our leader. And and, and is this guy starting to buy the star pills on uh, on sale? I'm just saying. You know what? I mean, we expect him to be more than competent. He, you know, obviously was drafted and compensated to be great, but we haven't seen, you know, great each and every week. But, you know, for him to start saying that, isn't that a little crazy, OB? Yeah, I tell you, I, I've got exactly what this kid said, Trubisky. You know, it, like a couple weeks ago, Dan, and I remember, and he's constantly making these statements: "I'm the leader, I'm this, I'm that, I'm everything." And and you said, and you turned to me and you said, "It's this kid makes it hard to like him." There's, I mean, you know what? If you're the leader of a team, or if you're somebody important, let your teammates, let the league, let the announcers, let them say who you are and what you are. Okay. This is this kid, Trubisky. He's, when I'm not out there, I think my teammates are still looking at me because I'm the leader on this team. Folks, that's, those, that's the wrong sentence, the wrong words to use. You let the players, your teammates, they'll tell you if you're the leader on this team. Okay, Akeem Hicks, Mack, Jackson. The rest of the guys on the team, they'll tell you you're the team leader. You don't tell your teammates that you're the leader. I find that statement that he made, and he's made some others, Dan, but to say, when I'm not out there, I think my teammates, because I am the leader of this team. I find that very offensive and very stupid. Adam, you're out there all the time. What what would you gander the perception is of Mitch in that locker room? I think I think they do view him as the leader. I don't necessarily know the context of that quote or Mitch saying it himself. Um, I do. I, I've got it right here. I'm reading it. It's from Adam John's column in the Sun Times, Friday, November thirtieth. Quote: When I'm not out there, I think my teammates are still looking at me because I'm the leader on this team. That's yeah. not how it goes, Adam. You let your teammates tell you who the leader is. They talk about you. Okay, you don't tell your teammates and everybody else that you're the leader of the team. 
Well, well, well. I will. I I don't disagree with that. What I'm what I am saying is that his teammates have said that he's the leader. That goes back to training camp. They made it very clear going back to training camp. And I haven't sensed anything being in that locker room every day that suggests otherwise. So I can understand why that quote could be read that way uh, from a story. And 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 I and again, uh, maybe the. You would prefer to definitely have your teammates say those things than him, but I do actually do. I do think they view him as the leader of the team. He's going to be out there next week. Bottom line. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no question. All and, right. I, and it wouldn't shock me if he's full go on Wednesday. And again, if he is full go on Wednesday, I think it's a hundred percent fair to question why he didn't play in this game. Because hey, if man. you're going to come out there and say every day this week that every game matters, and I heard Ryan Pace on the team pregame show this morning too, saying the exact same thing: every game in this league matters. Well, if every game matters, and you could have, and your quarterback was even fifty-fifty and could have gone. I would have played him. Yeah, that, that was another thing too. And as we let you go, we're up against the clock here for news. But this was a huge game. It's a you know the Rams is a tougher game. The the Packers is a tougher game. If you beat the Giants today, which you should have done, could have done, and would have helped have Trubisky out there. I mean, you you, you basically could have ended it. Anyway, all right, yeah. Adam, have a great week. We'll talk good, to you. Yeah, good stuff, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, Adam, Hope, big one. Our uh, Bears reporter. Jumping on in. we got a half hour to go here. We will run through calls. So if you're on hold, stay right there. We'll get to you. 312-981-7200. Blackhawks hockey coming up at 5.30. News in two minutes. 7.20 WGN. Bears have to get to the 48. What's coming? Daniel in trouble. Just lets it fly. Going deep for game. Ready? And the Giants win it. Janoris Jenkins with the game-saving play. And in overtime, the Giants with an exciting 30-27 win. 720 WGN Hampo B and Kaz. We are with you till the bottom of the hour. And then it'll be Blackhawks hockey right here on 720 WGN. Let me ask you guys one question before we go back to the phone call. 312-981-7200. Chase Daniel today. How much even that first interception was because he was on tape from the Lions game. They saw exactly what they were doing. All these short passes couldn't go down the field, and the Giants were ready for the exact things that Chase Daniel was going to do today. Or was he just bad? What would you say? It was a combination of the elements also. Obviously, you know, he's a little guy. He's got small hands, didn't throw the ball particularly well. But that first interception, hey, they saw that the Bears offense with the dink and dunk is basically just turning the ball, getting the ball out quickly to the running backs, to the receivers on little crossing routes, little wheel routes. And so the defenders just thinking, hey, when, you know, take two steps and then uh, be ready to jump, block the ball, or, you know, snatch it out of the air. That's what they did. Rough, rough. Yeah, hey, you know, that's, that, that's, that's the nature of the NFL. You can have a great game this week, and it's on tape. Everybody can see it. And then guess what? They're going to take it away and make you do something you don't want to do. Right. And just to see it in your face that quick, was that was startling and disgusting, and you couldn't start a football game worse than the Bears did today. Uh, all right, 312-981-7200. Todd, uh, you've been waiting the longest. Welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, OB and Hamp, I, God bless you guys. I'm tired of Nagy trying to be the smartest guy in the room. I mean, he's doing a decent job. I get that, but you know, sometimes you just gotta play football. 
you know, I, I got to believe you two guys. We benefited la- uh, Thanksgiving. If it's first and goal and LeGarrette once already scored two touchdowns, why the heck did Jim Bob Cooter not run him three times? The Bears benefited today. Same thing, first and goal, Saquon Barkley. You run him three times, the Bears benefited. Sometimes you just go. I wish Nagy would take a page out of Brian Billick's uh, book. If you remember, Billick was the young, smart, genius offensive coordinator. He got the Ravens job, and then he had the best defense and a bell cow running back at Jamal Lewis, and he rode it all the way to the Super Bowl swallowing his pride, not believing he had to be smarter than everybody else. And I, I just got to – I have a hard time believing that all this uh, fancy direct snap, shovel pass stuff's going to work uh, in a late December, uh, January uh, playoff game in Soldier Field. And I know you played in many of those, Hamp, but, uh, you know, this is a game they never should have lost. As far as I'm concerned, they lost to the Dolphins and the Giants and they shouldn't have, and the only team that they've beaten that maybe they shouldn't have is the Vikings. So, in my opinion, Nagy's one and two. But, hey, great job, guys. Thank you for taking my call. All right, Todd, appreciate it. Thoughts, team? You know, here's the thing, and, you know, we have chronicled, this isn't just today. We have talked about this for the last six, eight weeks because we've seen a disturbing trend where the, oh, I'm smarter, I'm going to go for two on the first time, doing – Goofy stuff that, hey, they played this game a 100 years, right, OB? And you think you're going to change everything? Well, we can't discount the fact the team is 8-4. and A lot better than anybody would have thought. We're still leading the division. Everything is still ahead of us. But this was a huge setback, and it was almost self-inflicted because of some stupid calls. But here's the one thing that got me. First half, Jordan Howard with the counter OT, the counter tray, the old school, rock 'em sock 'em. Let's just run, run it down their address. We were doing it, and we were very effective. And if Chase Daniels doesn't throw that other stupid interception down at the uh, his second one down at the goal line, we would have been up twenty-one to seven. And basically, you know, laughing as we go to the. But you know what? We try to get cute, and it comes back and bites you. You know what I know, Ob, in pro football. The old saying, what goes around comes around. Well, guess what? Now some of it's coming back at us. Well, you saw what the Giants did when they came out immediately in the third quarter. The reverse pass, uh, the reverse to Beckham, and he throws the touchdown. There you go. And there's nobody next to the uh, Giant receiver. A little trickery and deceit right back at you. And I can tell you this. Do I know as a fact? No, I don't because I wasn't in a locker room. But I know some coaches when I played and when Dan played, they try to get cute out there. They're going to outsmart everybody. They're going to redesign the game of the National Football League. They're going to show you how to do it, okay? The only thing that happens is eventually it catches up to you and you don't have that good of a reputation. Now, these other coaches, they won't say it, but I, I, I would I, a dollar to a donut, I'll tell you what, Especially, they went at a halftime, those Giants coaches, and they said, you see what that guy pulled on us. You see that. And and this and this thing with Nagy, with Hicks, uh, like you pointed out, Dan, he's he didn't practice all week because he's hurt. Trubisky doesn't play. They're both the same in the same boat. But here Hicks plays because he's got an Achilles tendon. Folks, do you have any idea how dangerous an Achilles tendon is? First of all, you can't walk, let alone run. And if it snaps, you're done. They put, not only is he playing defense, he is the ace running back. He's the single back on the goal line. The weaker, I think the weaker, two weeks prior, 
They had him in the backfield, and then they put him out at the flanker back. What do you? What is he trying to prove? What do you think the Detroit Lions coaches think of him? And, and let's don't forget what the Rams are thinking too, because that's uh, that's the next. Uh, you got to put this in the rearview mirror. But hey, maybe he will realize. Hey, there's a do, bunch Danny, of guys in this Dan, league are pretty smart. They've been doing it a long time. I don't need to be rocking the boat. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't come out here and call plays like that in the National Football League because it's going to come back at you. That's for damn sure. I'm not sure what way it's going to come back at you, but it will come back at you. You can't be this cocky kid coming here and thinking you're going to make a fool out of the head coach and the coaching staff of your opponent week after week. Doesn't go that way. Pat Shermer, the head coach of the Giants, and Matt Nagy worked together with the Philadelphia Eagles. Shermer was the quarterback's coach. Nagy was an intern. What does that mean? Well, I, I, they have a very good relationship. They, they talk. do you know that. Well, it's, it, I don't, I was, I don't listen to their telephone calls, but it has been written this week that they're, they are friendly. They were friendly then. They're friendly now. They, so they have a relationship. They did work together. So what the hell does that mean? Well, I. I just don't think that he was trying to show up his best friend. I think he, I think this guy's just... You don't think so? No, I just think he's trying well, to... Well, you're entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> I, I, I mean, come, don't make me laugh, Mark. Will you please stop it? I, I, I think it's just the NFL now. Like, it's there's all sorts of crazy... It's just a different league. There's... It's not a different league. There's four downs. <laughs> all right? If you don't make a first down... And you got along with it. You punt the football. A quarterback throws the football. You hand off to a running back. A defensive lineman makes a tackle. It's not a different league. Rules dictate how you play this game. Rules. Nothing else tells you but rules. Right, but the rules change over time. When you were playing OB, they they you you did that today. They kick you out of the league. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. If I had a friend of mine try to pull a trick on me like that, yeah. I'd grab you and I'd tell him I love you this. But guess what's coming, pal? <laughs> You know, get ready, pal, because it's coming. Well, it came. I mean, to your point. Thank you. That, that's that's. Thank you. You're welcome. Go. All right, Elliot. Let's get back to the phone. El- <laughs> Elliot, I like to have before you, you get throttled. I, I am. In, I feel the need to punch a button right now. <laughs> Elliot and Glencoe, what's going on? Welcome to 720 WGN. First of all, gentlemen, there is no greater post game show in the history, not just of Chicago Bears, of any Chicago sport. The passion that you three gentlemen display, the knowledge, uh, it's a beautiful, healthy tornado of tension, and it is incredibly compelling as a listener, and I, and I love every second of it. So keep up the great work. It's great to have a Chicago guy, a real one in the middle, not a GM Greco from Buffalo, but a guy like Carmen, who's uh, you can feel the pain with all three of you guys. My question to you guys is, am I wrong to think this is a Failure by Ryan Pace. Forget Kevin White. Let's talk about Chase Daniels. Is he even a second-string quarterback on any other team in the NFL? Yes, he is. Anyway, he's done it for 10 years. A lot of different places with uh, varying levels of, of you know success. But go back and look at the tape of Thanksgiving. He made a lot of good decisions, a lot of good throws. But today... He got off on the wrong foot, and I got to tell you, you know, he was throwing the ball erratically. Why were we even trying to throw on the road against a, a, a horse, horse blank team when you got a running back that's averaging six plus yards a carry? That's the problem, not Chase Daniels, the coach that's calling the plays. Well, the thing here, Elliot, if you, if you looked at this game, 
and and you wonder, you know, we're a dink and dunk slash trick team. I mean, there's it's not a mystery about it. That's exactly who the hell we are. I'm going to tell you what. You watch that game, the first quarter intensely, and you see. Did you watch the Giants' defense? Did you see what our defensive backs? Did you see where they were playing? They were playing up on our receivers. They played them tight the whole game. Remember that, Dan? Yep. They, were they up came and up run. and they played him because they know we're a dink and dunk team. Come up and play him if the guy wants to run down the field. You run with him. But that's exactly what they did. They smothered our receivers. How many times you see the Giants come in, knock the ball out just before the receiver is ready to catch? That's because they figured out he's going to be dink and dunk no matter what. So the Giants defense came up and pressed them. Hey, Elliot, do you like the meatball sandwich? You a real Chicagoan like that? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, got to take it easy, though, at this age. I'm... Well, I got a $50 gift card for you to Bartolini's Restaurant Catering and Banquets. If you don't want to eat it, you could give one to someone in your family. They're family-owned and oh, located. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I could find someone on Tinder to join me for a good meatball. <laughs> It's good food. There you Believe go. me, it's good food. There's, there's oh, it's worth the trip down there, and thank you so much for the kind compliments. Yeah, absolutely. 144th. Uh, you guys Hang on, Elliot. 144th at Pulaski and Midlothian. They'd love to have a Tinder date at uh, Bartolini's with a meatball. That's an aggressive Tinder date, but you can go that route. And, you know, and I didn't realize it, but did you see the graphic? Eight new players on this team. Yeah, there's a reason why the team's better this year. We spent $380 million to improve the level of talent on this football team. And $380 million, Not counting the other 53, uh, 43 guys on the team. That's what they had $380 million Hampton had up. I'd like to have a heart attack on eight guys, on eight players, folks. $380 million. George Hallis, I guarantee you right now, George, we just told you this. You must be spinning in your grave. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing those nickels around like manhole covers. Who brought it today? Sponsored by the Blue Cross Blue Shield card of Illinois. You know what to bring. Hampa, who brought it? Tariq Cohen. You know what? Uh, he was very effective as a running back. He had 30 yards, but, I mean, you couldn't tackle him, but he was ex- ex- excelling as a receiver. 12 catches, 156 yards. The guy was unstoppable. Get you ready for the Los Angeles Rams next Sunday night. Next, and Bears fans, enter for your chance to win two spots on the all-inclusive Bears fan trip to Cancun at chicagotribune.com slash monster giveaway courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. Blackhawks hockey coming up. Calgary Flames at 5.30 at the United Center, but we'll uh, got one more segment to go. We'll get you ready for the Bears and the Rams next Sunday on 720 WGN. Back to the Hampton OD Show with Kyle, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. All right. Giants win today. Hampo, you worried? How, how do you, uh, what, no, I'm not. And okay. you know what, folks? We're looking at the weather. It's, it's probably going to be 25, 28 degrees at game time. And you know what? Guess what? Uh, there's a reason that people call it, you know, inclement weather. And the receivers that make the great catches and the running backs that, uh, that make the great cuts on perfect condition fields, it's not going to be what we're going to have to deal with here. And, uh, the Rams, we all know is, um, you know, they're, uh, obviously one of the best teams. You know, Jared Goff, the quarterback is in the top five, uh, at his position. Uh, a lot of people say Todd Gurley is the best, if not the best of the top two or three. They've got some big play receivers. They've got, a defensive line with four first-round draft picks rushing the passer. This won't be easy. But you know what? I've seen the Rams play, and they're not great. 
They're good. They're not great. We can play our A game, and we can beat them. And if we do, then we can control our own destiny. I mean, you got Aaron Donald up front. You've got Indomitian Sue, who's not what he was with Detroit, but still doing things. Uh, this is <laughs> this is look. You know, Gurley is the is the key. He yeah. went for 123 yards today and 23 carries against the Lions, and he basically sets the tempo of the offense. When everybody starts saying, "Okay, we got we can't let this guy gash us." Then the linebackers have to stay in their reads a, a step longer. The safeties have to stay a step longer. Then the next thing you know, they're running those those speed guys by you for the bombs. So if you stop Gurley with the front six, and it's not the seven anymore, folks. It's the front six. We're basically playing a four-two-five defense. So if the front six can man up and do what they have to do, get off blocks, make tackles, force them into a one-dimensional offense, I think our defense can get after them, OB. Say goodnight, well, OB. I'll say, tell you what. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. Great job by Danny Trevathan again this week. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Go we'll, Bears. We'll win. Yeah. We will win Sunday night. All right. 3 at 4.30, our pregame show next Sunday, and then after the game, we'll be on uh, 10.30 until midnight. Hamp, OB, and Kaz saying good up, goodbye, and uh, Blackhawks hockey's coming up. Hawks and the Calgary Flames at the bottom of the hour, 720 WGN.